Everybody, this is the Georgia Songbirds, and we are here with Nate from Twin Void, a band out of Washington, right? Is that where you guys are from? Yep, Spokane. Spokane. All right, introduce yourself, yep. Nate. Hey, I'm Nathan. I'm the uh, lead vocalist and lead guitarist of uh, Twin Void, and um, yeah, we uh, we rock pretty hard. Now, um, so tell about kind of about band, you kind of rock influences and stuff that you have. Mm-hmm. What what kind of style are you guys? I'd say we kind of have um, kind of an influence of you know old Sabbath and um, you know that kind of old um, you know kind of punk kind of stuff like Black Flag and um, you know Circle Jerks, all those kinds of old you know bands, and especially you know like I was mentioned Black Sabbath, Judas Priest, you know all those kind of old old school guys as well. Um, and also, you know, we love, um, we, you know, take a lot of influence from country as well. You know, we love all the old outlaws as well, Johnny Cash and all that kind of stuff. So we definitely love to have, um, that kind of country sprinkle in our music as well, you know? Okay. Yeah. Uh, you say old and you say black Sabbath. Like I remember black Sabbath. I'm yeah. Black, that means I'm old. So, <laughs> <laughs> so well, I always, I love rock names. I mean, I've got a band yeah. too. It's kind of Southern rock and, and I always love having cool conversation about the names because mm-hmm. if you want to find a funny name band anywhere mm-hmm. it's always rock they always got some of the weirdest names <laughs> so how did they twin, get some crazy ones right how did twin void come out where did that come from oh gosh i i want to say i really liked the name twin i thought that was kind of cool i was like you know i don't really hear too many bands with name twin in it so mm-hmm. i really liked that and it was just me and a drummer at the time so i was like hmm, maybe we could kind of ponder off of this twin kind of two-person kind of thing you know and then void you know everybody loves you know voids and you know again kind of referring back to black sabbath into the void you know that kind of stuff so we loved all that kind of stuff so we're like ooh, twin void we can kind of be like this two twin void you know kind of music band whatever kind of thing and we just kind of rolled off of that and then once i started to add you know adding members people are like oh you guys aren't a twin anymore we're like no no <laughs> now we're full band. <laughs> so no it's kind of goofy but now we, we just stuck with it and it's now it's just stuck ever since okay yeah that that happens with void like i said with names like Mine was well, yes, ma'am. Since from middle aged men, but we're oh, not cool. all. When we started it, same thing with me and my buddy. We we're middle aged, mm-hmm. and then we yeah, had a yeah. couple more people join their middle age. Now we got a band that a member with a guitarist. He's like twenty six. He's not middle aged. No, not middle aged. <laughs> but I don't want to change That's the funny. name because of all the merch and stuff. Oh uh, yeah, you can't change it now. It's funny. <laughs> so you guys play. What's the the kind of the music scene out there? How you guys are playing? You getting a lot of gigs? Playing as band? <sighs> Yeah, we um yeah, we've been really hitting a lot of uh like the Seattle Portland area. They've been really digging us over there. Um we got uh, offered to do some really cool shows with um, you know, Agent Orange and DRI over in Seattle, which was a super huge honor for us. Um so we got to play with them and stuff and uh yeah, the the Seattle scene and stuff is super cool. Even the local scene here is really cool. You know, we still pack shows here and you know, it does really really well over here and there's there's not much I feel like it's a lot more, you know, like the punk and the kind of crustier hardcore stuff rather than maybe our kind of style of music. But we fit into that genre just as well, too, with those types of bands. So it it works out pretty nice for us. So everywhere in the Pacific Northwest kind of area, this corner of the of the U, the U.S., it's pretty good. So, okay. yeah, well, I think when I was in, in school during mm-hmm. the 90s, it was just uh, this movement that came out of that area. Little yeah. thing called grunge, you know, with Nirvana and Pearl oh, Jam, yeah. and that—that uh-huh. that was 
that was such good music and i, I oh, love that time. i still listen to those records all the time yeah it's some of the best stuff see and that's what i miss about the radios like i don't know about how it is out the west here in georgia mm-hmm. uh if you turn on a radio they got country stations they got the pop stations sure and yeah they have a classic rock station and when mm-hmm. whenever i don't know why Soundgarden was on a classic rock station <laughs> it makes you feel old but they don't really yeah. have like a, a rock station that's dedicated to rock music and, and i miss that right yeah i know I, I that is funny that you mentioned that because you know considering i'm i'm just 24 years old so i'm still pretty young but you know even growing up and stuff uh nirvana and stuff was still very very popular and stuff and so it's super weird to turn on like you said the classic rock station and hear alice in chains and stuff right like, it seems like the 90s wasn't that long ago but i mean i guess it was <laughs> it was <laughs> <laughs> i know I was, I was sitting there thinking about it i've had this conversation before it's funny mm-hmm. when i was a kid uh, my yeah. mom would take me to the bus stop and she'd listen mm-hmm. to the fifties channel. And I'm oh, like, wow. oh, oh God, I don't listen to the fifties again. I'm tired of listening yeah. to this stuff. Uh, <laughs> now I have much more appreciation for it and I still listen to sure. it. So it's yeah, funny yeah. that it lasts, but I, I was thinking about that. The time difference, the fifties for mm-hmm. her is the eighties for me. So people that go back, listen to the exactly. 80s, yep. like, oh, I love the eighties. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I remember, I remember during the eighties, it wasn't good. It was, <laughs> I was like, oh, this is such great music. I know there was so much crap in the eighties that it, it was, it is very misleading. Mm, that is true. Yeah, that is very, very true. But they did have great people like Bruce Springsteen and oh, John absolutely. Cooper Mellencamp. And then they had uh-huh. like Pat Benatar. I mean, they had a lot of great music coming out of it. For sure. Because uh-huh. I, I, I play like a little game. I go back. I don't know why I do this. I have, I have, I think just OCD sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go back and I'll look at like number one hits on my birthday from the year I was born. Every oh year. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, just yeah. to see how it progresses. Mm-hmm. And it's funny the style now that all you hear it's more like Drake and stuff that I just I don't listen to. Yeah, hip hop and rap is definitely like the the main genre right now. And and granted, I, I love all the old school kind of stuff, but nowadays I just yeah, not not into it. I don't know. Yeah, see, I remember we we now like when Nirvana all them is you turn on the top yeah. forty and you'd have actually mm-hmm. top forty music, and it would be yeah. every genre. You'd have mm-hmm. Garth Brooks on there, and you'd have Nirvana, and you'd right. have your pop. It's always, of course, you always had pop music. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sure, yeah. I think probably around the 2000s is when it started slowly fading out. I mean, we mm-hmm. had like uh Lincoln Park oh, and stuff. Yeah. They would, they would still be on there, but I th- now if you turn yeah, on the pop yeah. station, I don't hear any rock. Mm-hmm. No, sense. definitely not anymore. No, uh-uh. <clears throat> I'm sure it'll come back around again. Everything yeah. comes in fads, I guess. Mm-hmm. Full circle. Yeah. There, there'll be some kind of like Stapleton in country. You no, know, they, they wouldn't put him on for the longest time. And he's a, a beast, mm-hmm. but Chris Stapleton can sing anything. I heard him mm-hmm. do a cover of Metallica, and I'm like, "Wait a minute!" Oh yeah, gonna... I heard that. Yeah, <laughs> so good. I'm crazy. <laughs> I know that guy is so talented. Except it's fantastic. Sometimes it's just not fair. <laughs> mm-hmm. Didn't he do the um the national anthem for the Super Bowl too? He did. He did the. Oh, he so did incredible! The wow, that is so cool. Now, how long you guys been playing as a, as a band? Been, over? 
we we've been playing at, like as this form era of the band, which I'd kind of say our band is kind of has had two eras. When it first started was just me and Wyatt, um, which we were just still a two piece, and then now we're like a full band without Wyatt, and now full band. Uh, now that era has been touring since 2021, um, and so yeah, just a couple years now. And that first tour that we did um, as a band together, we. Uh, the last show was actually in Orlando and we got to play with Judas Priest. So that was um, our first tour was kind of like, you know, this kind of just jumping in the fire kind of thing. And here we are still rocking and rolling. Are you getting to do it full time? I, I would like to, it's still, it's still kind of, I feel like kind of like an awkward kind of transition of like, you know, I'm still like a cook at, you know, a normal restaurant job and I have this. So right. I'm still kind of, you know, trying to, crossover to doing this full time but i'd most definitely like to so since now you, you cook do you have to cook for the band do they ask you to cook <laughs> yeah, i'm definitely the cook in the band too <laughs> which i love it you know it's like kind of reminds me of my job and stuff so it's kind of you know everybody has their own little job in the band and you mentioned why that's my oldest son's name is wyatt Oh, cool. That's great. Yeah. I still, you know, I still talk to him and stuff. He just, he was just too busy with, you know, girlfriend, job, all that kind of stuff. So he, he unfortunately had to back out, but no, still love the guy. Still good, good blood with him. So. Okay. Uh, well, let's <laughs> listen to one of your guys' song. Which one you want to hear first? You could play, you could play Hellcat. We just released a music video for that one just recently. So it's the hot song right now. Okay. And if you have anybody that you want to share, uh, like give shouts out to, I have no problem. You, you, you're okay to mention anybody you want to. Okay. It, yeah. Yeah. It won't bother me a bit. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to share the screen and mm -hmm. let me. So what I do here is we'll play Hellcat and I will mm -hmm. mute us uh, mm -hmm. before I play it. But before I play it, I want to know, like I'm a songwriter, I have a band. I like to hear stories. Yeah. So okay. what's the story behind the song Hellcat? All right. So this song was, I want to say the second actual kind of like official song that me and Wyatt wrote together. That was really felt like an actual, like complete, awesome, just rad song. Okay. And um, so this song really means a whole lot to me because this, this song, I remember when me, me and Wyatt were done finished with it, we were just laughing and just so excited and so happy about it because it just rips so hard. And we just, I, we just think it's just such a fantastic song and um, recording in the studio for it. Um, the, uh, the engineer and stuff helped us out with it and stuff. And it just, it just turned out so killer and it just, it just sounds so bad, badass. It's like, it's like a perfect song to just be riding down the highway, just on a Harley or something and just going hella fast. Now, do you have a Harley? I don't No, No, <laughs> not, not yet. Anyways, <laughs> I, had, I had to sell my Harley. I had, I did have a Harley and, mm -hmm. uh, when I had the, the twins, I had it for a little while and then I had to sell mm -hmm. it for my company to get a company truck. Cause I have, mm -hmm. I, own a, I own a pest control company. So oh, okay. I, I used to do that. I used to get the headphones and I'd put in and I put my helmet on over it and I'd ride down mm -hmm. the road, listen to me. Oh, that's cool. But for whatever reason, one of my favorite songs to listen to was mm -hmm. the uh, Seether version of careless whisper. Mm, right I on. Always, I always just start with that. And I just cranked hard. And I just take off and then let it go. <laughs> that's awesome. That's so cool. But I, I'm going to mute us and play Hellcat. So just give me a thumbs awesome. up when you can hear it. Okay.
That is a very rocking song for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a good workout song. Good, you know, just going fat. You know, it's just it's just rocks. Now, um, to sing that because I'm sitting here talking to you, it's funny because I feel like I'm on a voice and once we got like a, somebody a different sound voice and turn around and it's like, yeah, yeah, that's not you. So, did you super soft spoken guy? Do you have to take lessons or do you take lessons for that kind of style of singing without destroying your voice? Oh, yeah, I definitely had to take lessons. I, I remember when I first started doing it, um, I would just tear up my my throat so much and just tear up my vocals so much because I just I just didn't know how to properly scream. I would just scream and just try to go for it and it just would never work. So, yeah, I had to take lessons, had to do all that stuff. And God, when I did that, it was like just night and day. Like I could sing through sets all the way. It wasn't just run my voice. I can actually properly do it now. And it is. Yeah, it's it's very fantastic. I highly recommend if anybody screams that loud to, to take lessons because it could mess you up for sure. So kind of give us a little vocal lesson here. How would, how do you, how do you do that? Oh gosh. So what I do is I, I sing for my, my diaphragm, which is like down here. So like if, for instance, like babies, when they're first born, they, they, they breathe through their diaphragm in their stomach. Humans are supposed to breathe through your stomach. I don't know what happens through the body or what happens. And then we start to, we start to breathe through our chest and kind of through our vocal, you know, our, our kind of throat here. And um, through singing, that's not good, nor really is it breathing. But um, so, yeah, you just kind of, you kind of almost like push right here. It's kind of like a, I don't know, like, um, it's like you're kind of like doing crunches and you, you kind of, you know, you feel this like tension on your stomach. It's almost like that. I push with this rather than with this and my, my vocals right here. So if I sing from here, it kind of bypasses this and I can sing, you know, harsh and, you know, screaming vocals and it's much more effective. So you, you have to keep your core intact the whole time. Uh, yeah, I definitely, you know, I work out and stuff and I keep my body somewhat in good shape. So it, it, that definitely helps as well. So, Yeah. But second, I, I could just imagine sitting there. Hold, I don't. I think I would. I would lose what I'm doing because I'm so busy trying to hold my stomach tight. Like, oh. Yeah, it's you know. I know. Like you know, when I'm not singing, you know, I can kind of relax and stuff. But yeah, when it's it's like almost like a mumble, me, like muscle memory kind of thing mm-hmm. now. I guess. See, that's that's so cool. I, that's why yeah. like, so when I have people on the show, I love talking to all kinds of guests. I won't just talk mm-hmm. to one genre, one style. Uh, yeah. because it's cool i like all kinds of music i mean i'm listening mm-hmm. to that. you're talking about like uh the, the motorcycle ride and the hell hell yeah. <laughs> thinking like well have you ever been or have you tried to go like to like daytona or myrtle beach or sturgis mm. any of those rallies to play that would be so cool we i remember we drove through sturgis one time we were trying to we were trying to book there um because that that's what south dakota i think mm-hmm. um we were trying to book there and it just didn't really work out but on that tour we drove through it and stuff and we got to check it out and it was just it's so badass it's so cool we we love all that all that kind of stuff yeah that's that's what i grew up with my dad was a biker so all the biker uh, places oh, cool. and stories I, I remember <laughs> i remember those I, I've, I've been to myrtle beach and i've got to go to daytona i haven't been to sturgis cool. uh, like that's I don't cool. motor, that's... motorcycle anymore anyway so yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i want to drive up there in a prius or something <laughs> that would be funny everybody laughing at you <laughs> uh-huh I'm thinking, I'm a, if prius ever comes out with a motorcycle i'm gonna laugh yes <laughs> You know, it'll probably happen one day, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Everything goes electric mm-hmm. and they're going to, you'll see the bike. Mm-hmm. I guarantee yeah. that, that uh-huh. will be the last thing they do. And they'll, they'll make mm-hmm. the bikes electric. And it's like, I, I don't know. I, there's something uh-uh. about a motorcycle when you crank it and it shakes the whole house. Uh huh. It's, it's nothing, nothing cooler, honestly. Right. And you're riding it. And I told my wife, because mm-hmm. she rode a little bit when I met her. She had a motorcycle, but she didn't really ride. She had a little yeah. uh, Hyacinth. And mm-hmm. she, she never really rode it. 
but her dad gave it to her and so she was mm-hmm. going to and i hopped on it and rode down and yeah. it, it was it was fun and it's like okay i gotta yeah. get a real motorcycle so mm-hmm. hardy that that was fun that's Go cool that's awesome my little, my little girl's coming to get my motor my uh motorcycle my guitar <laughs> are you taking my guitar away she, she, i say so she wanted to learn so i taught her uh how to play uh free falling because it's a good most mm-hmm. a good memory for your hand to get the good strength mm-hmm. exercise for and, sure uh i came in the other day and she was playing nirvana come as you are <laughs> nice I'm like that's not that's not tom petty goes, nope i got tired of tom petty I, I looked up a youtube for nirvana and i started playing nirvana like, okay <laughs> usually how it goes yeah <laughs> yep. hey at least it's good music I, i'm not gonna oh complain. absolutely yeah that's 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 all good stuff she's not in there singing wop or whatever they have yeah sit cardi b whatever stuff <laughs> how many did you say was in your band uh three of us three. so that whole thing we just heard was just you guys just you three guys that was um that was still in the studio when it was just me and wyatt so that was just two of oh. us actually and you're mm-hmm. playing all the instruments you guys sell? Yep, yep. I played the, um, I kind of cheated in the studio. I play a little bit of bass just to add some like heavier, you know, some heavier like low end and stuff. Now we actually have a bass player. So records and stuff through on now we'll have bass. But that was supposed to be like a two person kind of album. But I most definitely cheated and put some bass on there. <laughs> That's, that was really... It's just not heavy enough, you know, with just <laughs> guitar and drums. <laughs> so I was like, I got to throw something on there. Right. And that's really good. You guys mixed and mastered and did all it yourself? No, that was um it was mixed and mastered by um Scott Middleton. I, I gotta shout him out. He um plays in a band called or used to play in a band called Cancer Bats up in Canada. Uh, super good buddy of mine, super rad dude, um, and did a killer job on it. Sounds super crisp, super clean, and just super heavy. So it just turned out perfect. Yeah, that I must say it was a really good uh, mm-hmm. I thought like a whole full piece. I mean, and, and I like that you guys play live and a lot of times they yeah. get and they put like tracks on it they have to i mean i i get it that yeah and that mm-hmm. i have to do it sometimes too me if my ba- my drummer doesn't show up because i can't play trump so you don't want me on the right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how many instruments can you actually play i can i can pretty much do you know i can play drums i can play bass and play guitar i can sing um yeah i can really just pick up anything kind of kind of do it like piano i kind of roughly know as well uh, i try to be very very musically rounded i guess i feel mm-hmm. like a person like you know in a band and stuff i felt like you know i i needed to know kind of everything you know it's like knowing you know your job the well the best that it could be you know i just try to learn as much as i can yeah that's cool see i'm I'm trying to teach mm-hmm. myself drums and i've gotten better i can keep mm-hmm. a rhythm problem I always drums is, is tough yeah, yeah drums is very tough because you got it's you think they always yeah. a rhythm they just count one two three you know it's like and they stay in yeah. the time it, there's a little Actually, a little. There's mm-hmm. a lot more to it than than that. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you got to have your own rhythm. You got to have your own like accents. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm right now. I'm just basically learning to hold a steady beat. That's all I want to nice. do. Yeah, that that's the best way to start. Yep. And then like I've I've taught myself a little bit of piano. I can play. Like I wrote a song called "Murder of Love." It's the only song I ever wrote on the piano, as Ooh. long as it is in the key of C, and mm-hmm. I can play it. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> if it gets out of that, it's like okay. Now I gotta. Now I gotta think a little bit so mm-hmm, right I'm, right <laughs> i'm getting comfortable I'm, I'm going slow so i'm getting comfortable by playing songs in one key and then there i'll switch it and then i'll learn to play songs in another key and then mm-hmm. by then it, it won't it's like guitar you know you practice and you play and you exactly yep it's it's fun i, I like mm-hmm. doing that now it's the best yeah it's it's great 
what do you guys have going on uh, lately? Like, this won't air for a while, but um, okay, I'm, I'm so curious what you guys got going on. What's yeah, uh, so yeah, we got a tour going on. It's, it hasn't been announced yet, but it's been it's being announced this week. So you you know I can talk about it. But there's a band called Tigers on Opium from Portland, and we're doing a cool kind of like Midwesty kind of tour with them um, at the end of April, and then uh, at the end of May we're doing a fun tour with. Uh, band called pink boa and that's going to be just kind of like seattle portland kind of just up here in the kind of corner um and we got a cool festival in las vegas uh in a couple weeks so we're very very excited about that because usually the way i've got it set up is is everybody's about two months back that's okay i've got because i get so many people and then i only release them like on wednesdays and Mm, gotcha um we'll we'll get you in so because i'll let you know before i release it too so okay yeah yeah but they can find that stuff on your website and everything too, right? Yeah, yeah. They can you can find it on Instagram and yeah, all that kind of stuff. Now, do you guys use what what's the best social media stuff that you guys find that you use? What works the best? Probably Instagram. I, I feel like Instagram is like the best well-rounded. You know, Facebook and stuff is cool, but uh, it just feels like there's just like a bunch of moms and stuff on it. You know, I don't know, it just doesn't seem as cool. And Twitter is just kind of kind of weird too. So Instagram, I feel like is, you know, we got them all, but I feel like Instagram is, it's always been the winner for sure. My son makes a why he's, he's 26. So he has, he mm-hmm. says, Facebook is for old people. I was like, well, <laughs> yeah, that, okay, that's I, totally I how I feel too. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've heard that. I've heard that a lot. Yep. Okay. Fine. I'm old. So that's, it's funny. I met my wife um, through mm-hmm. my space. That's how I met. Oh, her. there you go. <laughs> my my sister introduced us, but we started mm-hmm. talking on MySpace. That is so funny. <laughs> and I didn't know anything about that. I mean, I'm I, I would just got separated. I've been married for seven years, and I was separated. I guess my year year and a half, I've been separated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I, I did when I dated. It was like you talked to him. You didn't do it online. You didn't meet that way. So uh, my yeah. mom, who for whatever reason knew how to online date. Mm-hmm. you go figure that out but <laughs> she said all right this is what you got to do jesse she goes mm-hmm. you need to just don't answer everything don't don't answer a lot of questions you know just kind of be mm-hmm. don't be specific just kind of like one two word answers okay yeah, I, yeah i can do that so diana's like my wife now diana she's like uh ask me all these questions i'm giving like one two word answers drove her crazy and yeah, yeah. You finally met so it shows you how old i am myspace yeah there you go i love it myspace i think they were trying to bring myspace back for a little bit but thank god it didn't come back <laughs> well like every everything else the problem came is it started off for independent songwriters right right yeah and mm-hmm. then now all these big names started coming on they started paying and mm-hmm. as independent artists you know we can't, we can't afford to match them no definitely not and so now you're getting justin bieber rammed down your throat who wants to listen to that i mean i don't i don't know a single person that's like yeah i just bought justin bieber's newest album (laughs) like i just (laughs) uh, i don't even know it's crazy see i'll listen all kind i don't mind it but Mm, i I mean no but the problem i had with it it was it's always it's so hard as it is as a as an artist to get Mm. your stuff heard it goes it goes Definitely. to Spotify too because Spotify the they used to have a thing called payola that they made illegal. Well, mm-hmm. Spotify and I and I can't figure anybody to tell me different is a payola mm-hmm. system. And if it's not, you're you're not paying attention because if you're paying to get on playlist, mm-hmm. that's that's payola. But it's not uh. illegal on on the internet because the internet law. It's it's weird. Right. That's super weird. 
so many weird little loopholes and stuff that they go through. It's like, what the? Hmm. So that's, crazy. That's why they have more money than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They figured it out. <laughs> well, let's hear another one of your songs, Nate. Which one do you want to hear next? Uh, I think you would really dig um, a song called Sky Burial um, off of Free From Hard Times. It's a... Uh, it, it song actually was uh, dedicated to my grandpa that passed away when I when I was younger. This kind of song kind of was going out to him. Um, yeah, it's just an awesome kind of definitely has like some southern kind of influence and stuff in it, and it's just an overall just awesome awesome song. And what's the what's the real story story behind the song itself? Uh, Sky burial is a. Um, it's like an old ancient burial way to be buried, I guess, is uh, they would wrap wrap your body in like this cloth with rope and they would just put your body on like a mountaintop or some sort of like in the woods and animals and stuff would just like decompose your body would just like <laughs> eat your body. And so you're like, it cycled back into nature. And I thought that was super cool. So, um, you know, hence being my grandpa passing away, he didn't, you know, do that, but you know, he was kind of back into nature and stuff. So I, you know, hence sky burial the name came up so okay see i like those viking funerals where they put you on a pile and then they just light it on fire <laughs> so I like, awesome i want to do that I I I <laughs> seriously everyone is like no you can't do that i'm like no that's what i want to do put me in the water and let me float yeah, and it's lighted absolutely. on fire that is the raddest way to go dude uh, we'll find it one day yeah. but i'm gonna mm-hmm. mute us and play sky bear just let me know when you hear awesome sounds good
get to the hua. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it rocks. It's the best. I don't know why it made me think of Motorhead. Definitely has some Motorhead vibes for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have the same like the, the deepness of, of Lenny, but the, the Motorhead no, no, is a Motorhead. Not. I guess it's the, the mm. screaming singing with it because we've definitely was- been referred, yeah, referred to Motorhead a couple times for sure. We definitely got that that gruff. I, I love Motorhead. That's yeah. You know, also love yeah, he's the best about rock and roll music is you can do intros mm. like your intro is like a minute and minute and a half. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. it's like. You, you, people get so mad and I go, like, well, I'm mad, but they say, like, oh, when you do songs on radio, radio songs, and I'll quotate it, can't be mm-hmm. this three, three and a half minutes. You know mm-hmm. what? You got these TikTok songs that are blowing up. There's like a minute and a half, two minutes long. Yeah. I mm-hmm. love solos and I do it. I mean, even my music, I've got like multiple solos in every song. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just part of it. You know, it's intros or solos. Yeah, and that's absolutely. What I, love about, I love about rock. Mm hmm. Absolutely. It's, it's supposed to flow, you know, it's supposed to kind of be like a roller coaster. It's hills and valleys. And I don't know. I think, um, I think that's the, the perfect formula to a song and stuff. You know? Yeah. Cause I think with rock, I mean, every, every genre has its way of doing it, but I think with rock, sure, yeah. the whole, mm-hmm. the whole vibe of the song is that lit, you know, when you first hear the mm-hmm. music coming in, that's what you remember. I mean, think of like, yep. we talked about, I mentioned uh, Soundgarden, Black Hole Song, mm-hmm. Riff comes in. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Instantly so I- iconic, yeah. Right, STP, one of my favorite bands of all time. Oh, hear, hear absolutely. I mean, I, I mm-hmm. love that stuff. Absolutely. Is there... Uh, so fantastic. Is there like bands now that you listen to that you hear that that uh, maybe we should know about? Some like other indie rock bands that are coming up? Yeah, I um, the, gosh, there's a really cool scene down in California right now, um, like in the San Jose, San, Santa Cruz area. Um, this kind of really cool, like newer kind of punk kind of stuff. Uh, one band uh, called Drain, I rep their stuff all the time. They're super cool. Uh, they just got signed on with Epitaph Records, and they're doing super huge stuff right now. And um, you know, Tsunami is super big. Uh, Gulch is super cool. Um, with the punk stuff, I feel like I, I listen to the most. Um, you know, Knock Loose is super cool. Everybody should be checking them out. Um, yeah, those are those are definitely some bands to to definitely be checking out for sure. Okay, I always like to, to make mm-hmm. notes and keep keep track of that because I always tell my guests uh, mm-hmm. the only really two things I ask is one, of course, share it everywhere uh, with fans and your family yeah, yeah. and friends, uh, and two is yeah, pay yeah. It, is pay it forward. So if you know of mm-hmm. songwriters, artists, bands, mm-hmm. send them my way. We'll do like we're doing. We'll have a conversation, hour hour and a half uh, conversation. Mm-hmm about music about life just whatever and it doesn't matter where they're at yeah, yeah. i don't mind uh, yeah yeah that's awesome so who else is all in your band i don't know if we got the other bandmates names uh i got uh Corey is on drums uh we've been playing since uh that 2021 era band kind of i was talking about uh and i actually have my dad on bass um and he uh yeah he's been the bass player since 2021 as well and um yeah he's been rocking so it's been super cool to do with my dad and stuff and um kind of brings like a whole nother kind of special meaning to it as well so it's it's very very cool that's that's really cool my dad when he was alive mm. would not be able to uh to play with me <laughs> <laughs> he just i mean I, I am influenced by his style though because i grew up listening to hank jr mm. and uh oh, cool Z yeah top and eagles and mm-hmm. Bad Com- all that stuff i grew that's what i grew mm-hmm. up listening to I love, I love that yeah yeah right it's great music it's fantastic uh, I, I can only imagine if I got into a heavy rock band, him trying to get into it, it would not work. Uh, no. 
So who like with are you who's the main songwriter? Do you guys write together or uh, I am the I'm the main songwriter. I, I dumb I demo out all of the music and stuff and kind of have everything all set ready to go and then I you know present to the to the band and stuff and obviously like the, when I demo a song out, it doesn't have to be like exactly like that. So mm-hmm. they put their little spins on it. They make, you know, little riff changes, all that kind of stuff. And then we kind of make it into our own song and that's kind of how it, how it's done. So usually I start the process with, you know, a, a nice kind of like bare bones kind of song done and then present it to the band. And then we kind of work off of that. So it's kind of the easiest process. Now with, and always, I was curious with rock, when you're writing your song, are you starting like on a piano or acoustic guitar? What do you start with when you're writing? You know, it's funny enough. Sometimes a lot of riff ideas I come up with is uh, starts on the bass for some reason. I think maybe just because it's just such a heavy, nice instrument, you can just make nice chuggy riffs and it, mm-hmm. then I can kind of translate it to guitar or uh, there's something about it. It's just, I, I absolutely love the bass. It's a fantastic an instrument, but there's just something about it. it just kind of brings that little creativity out of me that I can kind of translate it to guitar. You know, obviously there's guitar riffs that I come up with and I think it's cool, but a lot of the time, I don't know, for so the bass does something to me it kind of sparks this kind of um i don't know rhythmic kind of riffs out of me and i can kind of form stuff out of that so oh, i can i can totally understand that because when i started mm-hmm. learning playing the bass myself because i was like all right yeah. I, I, i'm making a recording i'm gonna put bass on it there you the go. bass it it literally will help you push the song i didn't realize Absolutely. that until i started mm-hmm. playing with it. it's like oh and it also for me it helps me like where am i singing which when am I changing? Right. And mm-hmm. so I'm following that baseline. Exactly. So a lot of times, you know, if you're on stage, you know, you're hearing, you, you can't hear everything. Mm-hmm. So you're just trying to do this from muscle memory, but with the bass, uh-huh. I'm, I'm listening for the bass and I'm listening for riffs. I'm listening where it changes. Uh-huh. So I can exactly. understand. I understand hundred mm-hmm. percent. For sure. So now are you guys getting, when you're playing out, are you getting to do your music mainly, or do you have to do covers? Um, sometimes we'll throw in some like fun covers for like encores and stuff like that. Um, you know, we love covering the misfits and stuff and, uh, you know, like old punk songs, everybody always goes crazy for those and stuff. So, um, if we do throw in some covers and stuff, yeah, it's like always old punk songs and stuff, but yeah, it's me. It's usually our own, um, original stuff mostly. Okay. Now that's, that's yeah. what I like. I think that's what every songwriter and band mm-hmm. wants to do is they, they don't want to do unless you're a cover band, and of course you want to do covers. But right, yeah, <laughs> I'm not a cover band. No, I, I would, that's kind of what you want as a songwriter or, or an artist mm-hmm. is you want to play your own music. Absolutely, for sure. And, and that goes everywhere. I mean, you just want to you're gather, you're writing, you're playing your songs, and, and what's the coolest thing is when people are singing it back to you, or you're watching them respond to it. Mm-hmm. But, so I'm glad there's nothing getting, no better feeling mm-hmm. right and, and being in that pocket as a band you know in a band when you're in that pocket it's just you can tell mm-hmm. feels so good mm-hmm. how many times has, has a song that you've written turned into a jam song because you're in that pocket <laughs> yeah, you just keep going yeah <laughs> I, I don't know the song how will not stop <laughs> right it's a song that never ends yeah <laughs> I know it's funny. We'll sit there playing. I'll get lost. I'm sure it's just happening. Oh, yeah. Middle of a song, I'm playing. I'm like, where are we at in the song? Uh huh. I'm like, either that or like, I'll forget lyrics. I'm like, oh, yeah, I have to sing right now. Yeah. That, there's plenty of times I'll just totally blank out. I'm like, what? what the? We were we were doing that last night. We were the, some of the bands were here. We were going through our set list. Mm-hmm. And oh, I'm cool. like, 
we were playing and then we we're trying new things. So I'm listening to the new things. I'm completely forget where I'm at in the song. And I'm like, okay, I, I promise you when we get on the stage, I will remember the words. <laughs> I, I wrote the songs. I'll remember them. I just, right now I'm listening to everything else and I get mm-hmm. sidetracked. Oh yeah. Same. Yeah, definitely. Or even like, you know, um, yeah, like you're saying, you'll just, you'll be so hyper-focused on something and then just totally forget about something else. And you're like, Oh shit. Yeah. I totally, totally forgot about that. Right. Or you hear like this really cool riff or something on the piano, the guitar is like, oh, that sounds really mm-hmm. good. Jesse, what? Yep. you're still singing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, my, my little girl's about to come back in my guitar. I see her coming. Yeah. Like, this is why I edit this stuff down. because. I yeah, know. yeah. <laughs> Did you get your pictures done? Okay. I'm, I'm building this. What you see behind you is a studio that I'm building. Oh, cool. So Sweet. I've got my drum kits there and I've got the keys are over there and mm. she just brought my guitar but uh we got heated air we got heat and air now it's like central located so i can keep my nice. guitar in here and it's like ooh, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's weird because i'm like i'm always afraid that the weather's going to warp it and i'm like now it doesn't uh-huh. because it's it's so cool nice fantastic yeah gotta take care of those guitars for sure oh man now <clears throat> being in a band you gotta have some funny stories that's happened to you on gigs so i like to hear i like stories so tell me some stories Oh gosh, what what can I tell you? <laughs> not to not get in trouble. Um, gosh, what are some? Oh, I specifically remember. I, I wouldn't say it's like a, a funny story, but it was just a really mind blowing story. Just mm-hmm. because I I still to this day can't believe that it happened. So I remember we were playing the uh, Judas Priest Festival. Um, that that festival really like changed everything. It it took us almost to like a professional level as a band, you know, they were, they were, uh, like, you know, um, taking us around in golf carts and there was this huge production and it's this huge, massive festival. And it was just, it was just su- super crazy, surreal, um, you know, moment in general. And so I remember we were in catering and there was this other band playing called Soulfly, And there's this, uh, lead singer, his name is Max Cavalera. He plays, uh, in a band called Sepultura back in the day, you know, just huge metal legend. I grew up listening to him since I was like 10. So obviously this guy means like a whole lot to me. And I just remember like, he was like in catering and I, I was like walking and I was like, Oh dang, like there he is. Like, this is super crazy. And I remember like walking down and like, uh, we were, we were about to go play our set. And so I'm already like hella nervous. And so I remember I pass him and he goes, Hey, have a good set. And he fist bumped me. And it was just like the craziest experience ever. And I just played like the most killer set ever. But that was like the most, like one of my icons was like, Hey, have a good set and fist bump me. I was like, Oh my god! Like I, I had to pinch myself. I was like, "Is this real? Like this is unbelievable." It was, it was so crazy. That, that to me, still to this day, I'm like, "Oh my god, insane!" Right? That's that is cool. Mm-hmm. That's a very cool story. Now, mm-hmm. of all the venues you you played at, um, yeah. where's like your most the most favorite or the one that stands out the most? Ooh, I would say. When we went on tour through California, we played uh, in Palmdale, California. We played at a place called Transplants, um, and uh, that spot was 
the the crowd was super awesome the bands were super cool like uh they had like these like taco truck out front like the vibe was super awesome good food like awesome hospitality like the venue was great like payout like just everything about the night was just perfect so that that show specifically i remember it was just awesome just so palmdale california the transplants definitely one one of my favorite spots and amazing tacos so <laughs> i highly recommend there was a venue in San Diego, I took my son. When I took my my oldest son Wyatt, we were on a father son trip to California. Mm-hmm. And oh, cool! I, I remember we went into L.A. and we went to Disney War, uh, Disneyland. Oh, cool! We, then we drove down to San Diego, mm-hmm. and then we drove up the one hundred and one to to San Francisco. But oh, there was sweet. this there was this bar, and I wish I could remember the name of it because this is the to me this is the coolest way to play. Mm-hmm. It's, right, it's right on the beach. I mean, like dead, oh. dead right on the beach. You just Dang. walk off of it and you walk into yeah. the sand. Oh. I remember because we were there and we mm-hmm. wanted to, I, I had to get in the Pacific Ocean. So come on, son, we, we're here. <laughs> we got to say we stepped foot in the Pacific Ocean. Absolutely. Step foot. It was so cold. I was like, oh my God, that's really cold. <laughs> so we got right out. <laughs> but I, re- I remember the venue because there was uh, Richard Cheese and Vanilla Ice were going to play that night. Oh, that's so cool and i'm like oh and i wish i could remember the name i'm sure if i was back in san diego i'd find it but Man, dang because uh, there's like the brick by brick is down there but it's definitely not by the beach there's the tower bar God, I, and then we played in san diego but it was definitely not next to the beach God, i cannot remember you're gonna have to send me what that venue is but we gotta play there that sounds fantastic i've got a picture somewhere if i can find mm-hmm. your picture i'll let you know because i took a picture that is of so the, cool of the drink menu because they had something mm-hmm. called a hurricane i'm like ooh, i want one of those and <laughs> it was like everything was rum was like rum this rum that oh jeez. Yeah. and then like okay i gotta drive take him like, son mm. i wish you were older i'd let you drive and i would drink <laughs> yeah. it but i got a picture of it somewhere so if i could find it i'll let you know mm-hmm. they should definitely tell me the menu it should say the title of the yeah yeah that is, that's too fun yeah we love san diego every time going down there it's, it's beautiful spot awesome people it's always a rad spot yeah and, and it was so nice they were like 76 the whole time mm-hmm, just uh, the, perfect yeah right the weather was gorgeous and then we went uh-huh. to san francisco and it was nice but then at night it got really really cold mm-hmm. yeah because um, i remember we went out we went up there and we got we went to see um like all the tours we went to the wharf um and then we went to um I cannot think of the name of the prison right now. It's on top of my head. Oh, Alcatraz. Alcatraz. Thank you. I yeah, yeah. I, I was like, I know the name of it, but for whatever reason, I'm blanking. <laughs> um, so Alcatraz, we went there, and I remember riding yeah. on the boat. And I love the water, but like mm-hmm. glass bottom boats just make me sick. I, I get like Ooh. seasick. It's like, Ugh, yeah, that that's sketchy. <laughs> I was like, I can't do it. So if I sit on the water on the top, I'm good. But you get me yeah, a glass bottom boat, mm-hmm. I get seasick. Yeah, well, we we got let's do one more song and then we'll do like a little twenty questions kind of game. You got time? If you got, if I, cause I get I kind of ramble sometimes, so if yeah, you yeah. Let no. me go few times. Let me know. I got all the all the time in the world today, so you're all good. Perfect. All right. Well, then we got one more song. Time for one more song. So, what is the last okay. song you want to do, Nate? Um, let's do. Hmm, what's the best song to end on? You could do let's do California Death Rattle. That's that's the that's that's a jammer right there. And it also features uh Liam Cormier in the beginning of the song, which he plays in that band Cancer Bats that I was mentioning earlier. Okay. I got him on the track. It's very, very cool. And awesome music video for it too. Now you, you mentioned videos. Um who yeah. do you who do you use for like video, the videography stuff? 
Oh, we use our homie uh, Wes Marvin here uh, in Spokane. He has a company called Hypertuna Productions, and he uh, does absolutely fantastic work. He's he's done all of our music videos, and they they just turn out so killer. So, okay, all right. Well, I am going to mute us and play California Death Rattle. Awesome. <coughs> Yo, what the fuck is up? This is Liam Joseph Cormier from the motherfucking Cancer Bats, and you are listening to Twin Void.
like the intro. <laughs> that is such a cool idea. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get songwriters to introduce my band. That would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it would be. So I was, um, how we came up with that idea. I was like, I don't know, listening to like some old like hip hop records and you know how they would have like kind of like fun little interlude kind of songs in there, like voicemails mm-hmm. and like funny calls and stuff. Yep. And I was like, hell, I was like, that'd be kind of fun idea to do. I was like, I was like, let me see if I can't get because I was working with Scott that was from Cancer Bat. So I was like, obviously, I might be able to get the singer. And um, I was like, yeah, I didn't really give him a direction. I was like, just give me like a funny, like whatever phone call thing. And he yeah recorded it for Scott. And yeah, it turned out great. And we, we used it kind of for our music video, too. So it kind of like flowed in there together as well it's 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 so fantastic it's funny you said rap because i've got my little uh notebook here that i like to write notes down and for whatever mm-hmm. reason i started thinking it's kind of reminded me of a little bit of the beastie boys yeah dude, definitely i beastie boys are one of my favorite favorite groups ever yeah they're they're fantastic it definitely has that beastie boys kind of groove in there though for right. sure your, your voice kind of mm-hmm. matches that and like i said they're like they, mm-hmm. the beastie boys everybody thinks you know fight for right to party and uh um, sure yeah oh brass monkey and what was the other one they, they had mm-hmm. they had that one album licensed to eel that was so big yeah, uh, yeah. But so they many put, bangers yeah they put so many rock stuff in there too so i mean it wasn't they like did yeah hip-hop and yours it reminded mm-hmm. me of of something and now I'm gonna have to go mm-hmm. back to the Beastie Boys. Like, what song was it that it reminded me of? Uh-huh. Well, because every album that they would uh, release, they would always put on like some sort of like you said, like rock or punk album song on there. So yeah, that's I totally get what you're what you're saying. That's so funny. Because I listened to uh, the Beastie Boys, and then I, I remember the Bloodhound Gang in the '90s. Oh yeah, uh-huh. I love so the good. Bloodhound Gang. Uh-huh. <laughs> Stuff cracks me up. They're so funny. They're mm-hmm. so funny, and I, their videos were hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, spent many years listening to that stuff, Ween and stuff, and all that kind of Primus. All the yeah, I lo- loved all that stuff. Yep. Well, Nate, I want to thank you for for coming on. Uh, mm-hmm. We got a couple like the twenty question game I'm about to play. But oh yeah, we, let's do it. Before we do that, tell everybody where they can find you, your social media, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can find us everywhere. You know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, you can find our music on Spotify, uh, Bandcamp, Apple Music, where, wherever you guys like to listen to music can just google twin void and you'll find us somewhere all right um mm-hmm. we've talked about a little over an hour so we know a little bit about you but what's the mm-hmm. hidden talent of nate that we don't know oh gosh um uh i mean I've, i i hate to toot my own horn but i feel like i'm a pretty good cook um you know i feel like not i feel like a lot of people in my generation nowadays don't really super know how to cook very well. So I definitely say one of my hidden talents is a pretty, pretty good cook for sure. See, you said that and it, and I would agree because like I, I, I go out and it's six o'clock and there's so many mm-hmm. people at Chick-fil-A getting dinner. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, what happened to the day? And I, I, I'll, I'll say it sometimes <laughs> I'm one of them too, but I'm like, mm-hmm. what happened to the days of people just cooking home cooked meals? You yeah. sit down at the table and you eat your dinner and you talk to your mm-hmm. family and, you know, yeah. As as what was going on when you was a kid, like, oh, I hate this. This is so boring. But as you get older, <laughs> yeah, you respect it's it awesome, more, right? Yeah, it's great, and everybody should do it. But nowadays, I mean, kids, uh, kids burn water. So I mean, there people just really don't know how to cook, nor like you said, have that old family value anymore. Right. And it, it's it, it's always it's funny because I was the same way. I was like, oh, I'm gonna do something so much different when I'm when I'm older. <laughs> and then I mm-hmm. got older and I did it. I did do mm-hmm. stuff differently. And then I go back to, yeah. to like, well, I should have done it the, old, the other way because now <laughs> yep. 
you know, even though I complained about having to sit at the table and um, mm-hmm. see, I, I remember because it was toward the end, like when I was a teenager, uh, well, 13, mm-hmm. yeah, about 13 or so, uh, they made me sit at the kitchen table where they sat in the living room and ate in front of the TV. I'm like, why can't I come in there? <laughs> like, nope, you sit at the yeah. table, don't make a mess. And so now I oh, put everybody God. at the table. I mean, I, I my, uh, my bassist, he, uh, he does like woodwork mm-hmm. too. He made me uh, a couple oh, years cool. ago for, for Christmas, a big dining room table. Mm-hmm. Because he knows I love sitting Whoa, there like dang. Thanksgiving and stuff, and and I, I yeah, put yeah. people down, and I mean I, mm-hmm. I love that table. I still get still sit in the living room. It's lays there. It's we use it for dinner. We use mm-hmm. it for uh, for Thanksgiving, whatever. And we sit around. And I, I never mm-hmm. bought chairs because I'm just too cheap. I use what I had, but yeah, we still sit <laughs> yeah, there yeah. and we eat. That now, is fantastic. That's so cool. You mentioned food. So, what is your favorite thing to cook? Ooh, man. I, I feel like I really excel with Mexican food. That's always been like my, my go-to tacos, burritos, all that kind of stuff. Um, can definitely whip up all that stuff. I feel like that's always the funnest stuff to make. So, you know, it just smells the best. It's just, I don't know. Some about Mexican food is very nostalgic. Very, 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 very cool to me for sure. Have you ever made like a, an eclectic meal where you just kind of put stuff together? What was that? Um, gosh, I, I feel like I, I have before just kind of putting everything kind of together. Um, tamales and stuff are really fun to make. Um, also the process of how the food is made, like Mexican food is really, really cool. Um, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I remember one time, actually a couple meals, mm-hmm. the reason I asked, cause it made me think of a couple meals that I've made for the food. Cause I cook most mm-hmm. of dinners too. Uh, and I was yeah. sitting there thinking about it. Like one day my mm-hmm. wife loves spaghetti. She's making spaghetti, but we wouldn't have hamburgers. Mm-hmm. But we had sausage. Yeah. So I, was like, right, oh, I, I, I browned sausage and put uh-huh. it in with the sauce, and we made it, mm-hmm. and they yeah. loved it. <laughs> that was like one of their favorite things. They want to eat mm-hmm. it over and over. And then yeah. another, another time I made, um, we didn't have, I don't know what it was. I made ta- a taco salad. When I say taco, what I did is I took like Doritos Locos tacos, Pringles, and I or, or Doritos, and I would crumble yeah. them up into nice. a salad and I browned mm-hmm. the meat with taco seasoning and mm-hmm. they, they loved it. It's just funny. That sounds really good. Yeah. Yeah. I just do it together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the best I have, sometimes. <laughs> I just don't have that. All right. Let's mix it. Mm. You know, I don't want to, I don't do like it, it now. <laughs> and, <laughs> love it. Um, if you could travel anywhere, where would you, where would be your favorite spot to travel to? Oh gosh. That I've already traveled to or somewhere I would like to travel. You would like to somewhere you haven't been oh, that you always want to go to. I feel like I've always really wanted to go to like Ireland. That would be really cool to check out like castles and stuff. That would be super cool. Um, anywhere like European, I feel like would just be really, really awesome. I, I feel like I've always really wanted to check out like, like I said, like the old castles and like their cliffs and like all their awesome landscapes that I have. I feel like that would be really, really awesome to check that stuff out. And so yeah, Ireland, I feel like would be, that'd be the coolest. That's that's on my list too to go to like mm-hmm. Ireland. You know, I want to go to Ireland, mm-hmm. Australia, and, and do sure. all those things. And uh-huh. I, my wife is from Germany, so I've been to Germany oh, and cool. I've been to Paris. And mm. that's because of her. I told her I'm, I'm world traveled. Otherwise, I wouldn't be much out of Georgia. <laughs> 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 if there was a like a time machine and you could go to mm. any time period, any year, where would you go? Oh gosh, any time period. That's a tough one. I feel I feel like when I feel like when all 
the kind of really awesome stuff started happening, like early seventies, I feel like I would, I would go, I'd go to like 72 and then I would just, I would just live out from there. Cause I know like the coolest stuff is coming up. So <laughs> I, feel, <laughs> I feel like I would get yeah, like 72. Cause then you could see, you know, the Ramones playing and, you know, all these awesome, you know, bands, you know, from back in the day. And yeah, I would uh, definitely, yeah. Like early seventies. Yeah. Okay. That would be, that would be the best. Um, if if because you're a songwriter and you do the band stuff, but if anybody yeah. could sing your songs, who would who would you want to sing your songs? Oh wow! Hmm. Anybody could sing my songs. Gosh, man, that's a tough one. I don't even know. Can I say nobody? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can say nobody. <laughs> nobody deserves to sing my songs. No. I, I, that's a tough, I mean, may, I mean, maybe because, you know, I'm homies with them, the guys from Cancer Bats, I, I feel like they, they would have an honor to do my songs and stuff, but gosh, other than that, I don't, I don't really know who would, who would take the reins like that to sing my songs or to do them. I, I, don't, I don't, I'm not sure. Okay. No, that's fine. Yeah. That's a complete, like mm-hmm. I said, there's no, there's no right or wrong answer. I'm not like, mm-hmm. reading. like nope, that's yeah. a bad answer. You're, that's <laughs> F. You, you failed me. <laughs> If there were to do, if there was a movie about your life, who would play you in that movie? I would say, oh, what's that one guy's name? Jordan, or what's his name? Joseph Gordon Lovett, or whatever that guy. Okay. I feel like he, I feel like he would play me pretty good. I feel like our faces and body is kind of the same, um, and he's just he's just a rad dude. Um, yeah, I feel like he would he would play me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what would is three things on your bucket list? Oh, wow. Three things on my bucket list. I feel like going to Europe eventually. That's definitely on there. Um, Yeah, going to Europe. um, Skydiving. That's always been a bucket list thing. Still haven't done it. Still very, very scared. Um, Gosh, last thing on my bucket list... I guess maybe just like touring with like major acts, I guess that's just like a nice general bucket list thing to, to go on tour with a big major act. Okay. It would be really, really awesome. Yeah. I've never mm-hmm. been skydiving. I have been bungee jumping. I went in Florida Oof. when I was 17. Wow. How was that? It was fun. I remember, that's I remember cool. doing it. It was because mm-hmm. I, I was 17. So my mom had actually took me for, I graduated mm-hmm. high school until we went to mm-hmm. Florida and I remember going, uh, because, I met a couple models there, got pictures, but I wasn't old oh, wow. enough to go drinking with them because they went mm-hmm. to, uh, what was it? Club La Vila and they invited mm-hmm. me. I was like, Ooh, uh, I can't go. Oh, I'm dang. Not old enough. Uh, damn it. Damn it. That, that would have been so cool. I, I remember reading another girl. She was in 17 magazine and getting her picture. Mm-hmm. Like I ended up hanging out with her, uh, yeah. but we went bungee jumping and it was funny because we went at night. And they take mm-hmm. you up to this big, this big like elevator kind of thing. Yeah. And I asked the guy, I said, what do I need to do? He said, well, the hardest thing is letting go. He says, okay. Oof. So I, I'm, I sit there and I lean over and I look down and on this, on the mat, it says, mm-hmm. do you know him? Jesus. And so <laughs> <laughs> so they, they got a sick oh sense gosh. of humor already. It's like, all right. Yeah. So I was like, I let go and it was fun. And, <laughs> and then you pay 25 bucks and you got to do it twice. So I did that. Mm-hmm. And then I went right back up and the second time. I just like basically jumped out. It was so yeah. much fun. <laughs> but so I cool. remember the second time, because I did that. Cause I just like leapt mm-hmm. and I bounced back up and I thought I hit a, hit a bird, but I got like a, then they made like VHS videos. You paid like whatever. And got the video and you can see yeah. it on the video. My foot mm-hmm. actually hit a cable 
that was up oh. in the air. Oh my god! I, I bounced back up, but it was so much fun. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> I feel like the only the only kind of crazy thing I've done is like zip lining. I've done that. That's that was pretty cool. Bungee jumping and stuff. Gosh, nah. I don't think we even really have anything like our cliffs and stuff. Our, our bridges aren't really like high enough, really over here. I don't. I don't know. I know. I took my uh, my oldest son. We went to, when we do the college trips. I took him to Utah, and oh, they cool. have the um, where the Olympics, the Winter Olympics were. So mm-hmm. they have a, a little thing there. You go and you have to zip line and then you have to belay down. The only way down oh, is, cool. the, is the belay. And I didn't know this. So we get over there and I've done it before. It didn't bother me, but he's scared. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, oh, no, 17, 18, 17 yeah. years old. He's right before he goes to, off to, to college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the first time he ever cussed in front of me without you know because i always tell my kids i, I know you're going to cuss but don't you don't do you, you know you have mm-hmm. respect you don't do it from your parents yeah, but yeah he's like oh shit oh shit <laughs> i'm like son he goes i don't care daddy this is scary and i, I was like son well would you go because you know if you ever belayed you got the rope right yeah. to slow mm-hmm. you down yeah he didn't yeah. slow himself down the guys oh, at the no. bottom with the mat and it's not far mm-hmm. i mean it's maybe no. a maybe a 15 foot drop mm-hmm. <laughs> He didn't slow himself down. He went plump. <laughs> that is so funny. I'm like, son, I forgot to use the brake. <laughs> he was so scared, forgot to use the brake. Yep. That's hilarious. Um, I, I got one more question for you, Nate, for let you Okay. Go. Yeah. Uh, what's the best advice you ever got? The best advice I ever got, I remember, I remember the night specifically. It was <clears throat> it was with my old band carved in bone. We were playing this show. It was like this. It was like this old Freemason building and it was like this super creepy, like, like 1800s building. It's like already like super haunted, super creepy, just already got like a super weird vibe. And I remember we were, um, we were playing this show it was like this, like death metal band from like New Mexico or something. We we're playing with them. And I remember, I remember like I had just cut my hair. I wasn't really feeling like the super duper heavy music anymore. Like I was kind of going more into the twin void kind of direction, just kind of, kind of, di- you know, doing different stuff. And I remember talking with the lead singer of this death metal band. And I remember talking to him about it, like, you know, just not really feeling it. I just don't really know. And, and I just remember he looked at me and he was like, he's like, just always kind of follow your heart and always go with what you want to do and you'll be happy and successful. And I was like, wow, that's, that's a very crazy kind of way to put it but i was like yeah i was like i'm i'm gonna kind of do my own thing and i'm gonna be try to be successful and happy and here i'm you know making albums and stuff and that 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 day kind of kind of changed changed uh the direction of my life it kind of feels like so okay yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. i I like that i i want to go play in a haunted house now that sounds cool (laughs) oh it was the creepiest building and they had they had these like rooms upstairs and i i swear like the doors would shut or like it was just (laughs) such a creepy vibe like it was just already yeah it was yeah very very creepy i'm gonna have to check that place out what was that called it i don't even remember the name of it but it was an old freemason building and uh yeah had those little like g logo things everywhere and it was just just the creepiest spot i don't even know if they play shows any anymore i think they <laughs> i know um here in like north georgia or like in south and like uh, tennessee they got a place mm-hmm. that you can play in a cavern like they take you in this cave whoa and you play inside the cave and I'm like, oh, that man. is so cool because they already got the acoustics, right? So you don't really need a mm-hmm. whole lot of stuff. You just play it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, or like I said, you mentioned the the haunted house kind of thing. Like that would be mm-hmm. such, because me and Jordan, my bassist, went to um, into Louisville 
Kentucky mm-hmm. and went to the uh, the old uh, tuberculosis mm-hmm. hospital because it's a haunted place, right? It's like mm-hmm. Sanitarium Hill, I think is what they call it. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's like super haunted. So we go in there and you pay, then you pack a hundred bucks and mm-hmm. you get to stay from 11 at night till six in the morning. And you, oh, gosh. and they kind of break it up into shifts, but you go to like different floors at different hours. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember there's like this, because they don't really let you let, have anything that you walk through this hallway. There's like no light. There's nothing. Ugh. And as you mm-hmm. walk in it, I, I mean, it feels so creepy. It's like, there's somebody there with you. You can just yeah. feel it. But <laughs> yeah. you mentioned door slamming. We went into this one room and this mm-hmm. room is where apparently this doctor had, had killed all these patients, right? He just did all Damn. these torturous things to him. So we're yeah. doing the questions. You know, anybody <clears throat> here, you know, you know how they do when you, you sure. Yeah, yeah. So uh-huh. as we're walking out, the door just slams behind us. Oh no. I'm like, oh, I would, I would just booked it. Yeah. I would have just <laughs> ran right out. I'd be like, Nope, I'm not here. <laughs> that is so creepy. So I want to play it. Now I want to play it a haunted house or a haunted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm to find Definitely it. a creepy vibe for sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I want to thank you, Nate, for coming on the show. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you, Jesse. Appreciate you. I've had a good time. Um, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, tell everybody one more time where they can find you after I let you go. Yep. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Spotify for all your music needs, YouTube, Bandcamp, all that stuff. Um, you can find us on our website, twinvoidbandit.com. Uh, and um, yeah, check us out on tour. And we got music and music videos and all that good stuff. And yeah, hope to see everybody on the road. Yep. And like I said, this is all pre-recorded, so I'll let you know before I release it. Um, okay. I'll edit it down a little bit. Some of the dead space and my, mm-hmm. my little girl walking in. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, But it'd be a couple months for it's released, but I'll let you know before I do. Awesome. Sounds good, Jesse. So thank you again, Nate, for coming on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I, of course. Everybody, this is the Georgia Songbirds, and that was Nate from Trend Vo- Twin. I have a hard time. Twin <laughs> Void. Yes, sir. Thank you, Nate. <laughs> uh-huh. Thank you. See ya. Bye.